Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined back from San Diego, the GM Saul Bookman. I asked Saul, did you see see Steve Kime maybe on Coronado Island on vacation with his family perhaps? Because we are seven days into NFL free agency and the Cardinals have done jack shit. So welcome that back. That boat ain't going to drive itself, Johnny. Good shit. news. You, you haven't missed anything. Welcome back. Let's pick up where we left off. Oh, I don't know. Last Monday. Hello. <laughs> you know, you know, you, you remind me of Johnny right now. You remind me of Andy Bernard where or, or Michael Scott, either one of those. Like, okay. you got to stop. You got to stop a Johnny Venerable train of thought before it gets too too far down the road. Otherwise, it's just completely out of control. Like you got to stop it. And so, again, no, I, I will yeah, no, go I back to this a million times. There is so much time between now and the season for things to happen. I am not in the slightest bit concerned. Uh, that's great that you feel that way. Uh, it looks like the Cardinals share your sentiment uh, after starting last season ten and two, which by all accounts was a mirage considering they finished the season one and five getting no, embarrassed. Nobody made any moves today. Really? Oh, you want to talk about Matt Ryan? Would you like Matty are, ice in Arizona are, so we can melt in the desert? There are moves to be made. I want to get to some of these comments because people are fired up. You are in the minority soul. I am the voice of the people. I am the voice of the fandom. RIP to the daily free agency shows when the cards are on a weekly time frame. This I'm going to tell you also, uh, I love this comment from Steven, which is dire, drier or dire. I'm guessing dire. Arizona Cardinals free agency news or a random day at 2 p.m. at the end of July. It is drier. Yeah. It is drier. They look very familiar right now. They look very familiar. Um, let's see. It's so hard to keep up with all these signings. Oh, yes. <laughs> it is hard to keep up, Rick. Rick James? Oh, man. Cardinals update. It must have been difficult to come up with topics with the lack of free agent news or even rumors. Well, thankfully, this is what I do. Cardinals update. I do this for a living. Trust me, we got plenty to talk about the Cardinals inactivity. (laughs) Saul is trolling. And I appreciate, in all seriousness, I appreciate Saul's willingness to give the team the benefit of the doubt. But I'm going to tell you right now, I got an article. You may want to check it out. You should. It's at gophnx.com. I crafted it and basically depicts why Steve Keim is making a drastic, some might say catastrophic error as it relates to the Arizona Cardinals because of the fact <clears throat> I see people a lot in my comments, Saul, the people who are on your side of the fence saying, great, it's great that the Cardinals are prioritizing the draft. This is this is how you build sustainable success. Hey, did a new ownership group take over? Is Quentin Harris running personnel right now? Because if you look at Steve Kimes' resume, drafting players, it's dog shit. It's not good. He is well below average. Where he makes his mark, and I've always given him infinite amount of credit, in the month of March, the first wave of free agency and the subsequent waves, but mainly the first wave, he is able to come out swinging with haymakers. And now he's not even at the fight. He's not even ringside. He's locked out of the stadium. He, he He's non-existent. And so for people to think and assume now, that they're just going to flip a switch in late April and, and draft all these pro bowlers when it's never happened. I'm not buying it for a second. Let's go back with JJ Watt. Was he in okay. the first week of free agency last year? 
Yeah, uh, it was actually before free agency started on March 1st. He was the first legitimate signing of any team. Okay. Right after the Stafford trade. And then after that, what happened? The first week of free agency, they signed A.J. Green. They signed Matt Prater. They traded for Rodney Hudson. And then uh, in the subsequent weeks, they they signed James Conner. They were incredibly active the first week of free okay. agency. But the, year before they, about a thousand. the year before they got they got D-Hop in the trade. Yep. Cool. They also but, signed Jordan Phillips. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, again, there's so many free agents and so many teams cutting players in, on a seemingly mm-hmm. daily basis, and the Cardinals are strapped financially. And the the reason no, why – No, I don't want to hear that. Wait, 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 no. wait, wait, wait. Let me finish, Johnny. And the reason why you're probably not hearing things – uh, happening right now is because they're still trying to maybe restructure some things or they're trying to get they're trying to make good solid decisions. basically they're trying to wait for dudes to get desperate so they can get them at bottom dollar to come in here and be a part of this team which i'm okay with i'm okay with because a lot of the free agents that they have signed in the past outside of you know like jj watson you know and stuff like that like you just said jordan phillips bah, aj green bah, like okay cool again like he does a good job filling up space kind does filling up empty you know gaps in the in the roster but i wouldn't say that they've been hands down blown blow away freaking awesome signings they've been adequate is what they have been i i will give you that this minus james connor we've talked about and i here's what i'll give you And james connor was a a bargain basement signing he was where I'll give you credit is that this free agency period, this free a- group of free agents is one of the weaker that we've seen in the past probably half decade. And we talked about it in February. We previewed this class. And when we saw Chandler Jones be like the fifth or fourth ranked free agent, we knew it could be trouble. But that yeah. did not mean that there were not quality players to be had. And I think the, the most frustrating factor, and I kind of keep stuff close to the vest. I certainly don't have all the answers or any of the answers as it relates to who, you know, I get asked consistently, who are they targeting? I had heard that they were interested in Hassan Reddick and then they let, you know, Philly blow them out of the water. He wanted to go back to, to Philadelphia. But outside of that, from a local perspective, from a national perspective, they are not connected to anybody. So it almost feels like right now, it almost feels like they are waiting for April to roll around and kind of just pick over what's left. They, they are almost making a conscious effort not to be active for whatever reason. And I don't know how they got away with this. You know, I blew them some shit last week. To sign Jeff Gladney, who I hope becomes a bowler, who has an opportunity to remake his image, do a lot of good in the Valley. For that to be your only outside addition, who wasn't even a traditional free agent, for the, for the fact that the Cardinals were able to do that and nothing else, I don't think they're getting enough heat for it. Like, you can't have that be your only external signing. You just can't. It tells it tells me, outside of Chandler, you, you lost Chandler Jones and you lost Christian Kirk. I think those are two, well, it's not easily replaceable. Uh, it's not easy to replace Chandler Jones. But it is somewhat reasonable to think that you can resign, you can sign somebody that can make up what he produced last year. I think that's reasonable. I don't think that's out of the question. Um, 
and then with Christian Kirk, I feel like you can get anybody uh, another number two to do that. Like I, I really believe that um, even if it's in the draft. And hey, I will tell you this right now: they didn't sign a wide receiver. No. So I think wide receiver absolutely has skyrocketed to the top of the Cardinals, um, you know, desired wants list for the draft. You think and so? Ed, Ed Rusher and Ed Rusher. I think those two for sure. Kime has never drafted a skill player in 10 or nine or 10 off seasons as the team's general manager. Uh, we'll get some of these comments, pick and spreads. Maybe we're looking at this wrong. Maybe Steve Kime is pulling off the greatest smoke screen of all time with how there are zero reports. Maybe it's the greatest smoke screen of all time. I think that's what people are hoping for at this point. But my question is to, to the folks that are waiting for a big move like that, who is even available to go after at this point? I thought the logical candidate would have been Daniel Hunter, Looks like the Vikings are going to keep him. Um, to me, a wide receiver that makes premium money, I, I don't think makes sense with DeAndre Hopkins. I think, Saul, to your point, at this point, you might as well draft a receiver. I'm okay with everything other than I do not believe they will be able to find somebody to manufacture pressure at the same rate of Chandler Jones for next year, and they will be worse at the position as a result. I think everywhere else you could conceivably find an upgrade. You cannot find elite pass rushers and Chandler is a flawed player, but he's still an elite pass rusher at getting after quarterbacks. You just can't find them on the street and you can't expect a first or second round rookie to come in and have like a Micah Parsons kind of year an outlier kind of year. You have to invest in those. And those guys are basically not available right now. Yeah. I mean, you just named some freaking studs. I mean, of course they're not available because nobody wants to let them go. Like, yeah. And I'm sorry, but Chandler Jones is not stud anymore. He's not. I we gotta let this go. My guy got paid. Good for you, Chandler. You yeah. absolutely fleeced the Raiders. Awesome. Get your money. But he wasn't worth that much. Not here. No, it's just how it is. Yeah. Well, if you if you missed it, uh, we have this fancy graphic made up uh, of the Cardinals re-signings. Uh, here they are. It hasn't changed since mid last week, so I can oh continue. My gosh, to you're so bitter. This, this graphic uh, until I can't. Zach Ertz, listen, they signed Zach Ertz uh, a week ago Sunday, and I I thought, this is going to be a banner-free agent period. We are ready to rock and roll. And then they gave James Conner a little too much money for my liking, but I was you know still, still fine with it. I think the biggest issue for me, Saul, is they are, and I mentioned this in my article, they're prioritizing like the bottom 53 of the roster. Who who else is paying Dennis Kardak three years, 12 million? Who else are prioritizing? Who's prioritizing these situational role players? Like, I understand if you want to bring them back. Why? Why are they your primary target seven days into free agency? That you should be hosting the premier level free agents, like a lot of the like the Bengals are doing with Layal <laughs> Collins and courting him. Why are you just? Why are you going through on OverTheCap.com and you're looking at? Oh yeah, I want to get you know number forty five on my roster. I want to get him locked up or number fifty worthy in my roster. I want to get him resigned. Oh my gosh, it's it's like March. Dude, it's like it, this is Johnny. You are trying to build a house with the fucking beautiful fridge and oven before you put a foundation down. Like you have to have, you know, a, a, a solid foundation of players that you can build off of. Like, like we, I know everybody's still upset about the way that they just choked away the season, but it's still a playoff team. Like this is a playoff squad minus Chandler Jones and Christian Kirk. I know. But I feel like, and I know that they will shore that up at some point, and everything will be just fine. Listen, if we get to May, if we get to May, and they have 
let's just say they signed Ladarius Smith or they got some premium edge rusher and they drafted like a Crystal Lave or or whatever and having, you know, or they signed, I don't know who else is still left out there in free agency at wideout, but um, if they were able to do that stuff, I think we'd sit here and be like, okay, I feel pretty good going into the next season. Am those are, let I me, mean, everybody who's talking about kind time signings, those are sweeteners. Those are May, June, July, the icing. That's not the cake. And to think that you're going to be able to sit back and wait to fill right guard, number two wideout, edge rusher, defensive tackle with shrewd kind time signings, you know, three months from now, two months from now. That's, I think that that is just an irresponsible way to think if you're Steve Kime. If you're Steve Kime, you have to look at the big picture. I do believe, Saul, there is a sense in that building that, number one, the sense of urgency is gone because Kime and Cliff got their contract extension. So let's not guarantee a bunch of money to players that aren't Kyler Murray. Let's play it safe. I also think Michael Bidwell probably looks at the landscape of the NFC and is like, hey, if we don't screw the pooch and give out bloated contracts and, and roll the dice, we're just we're going to be a consistent playoff fringe contender, meaning you're living in the landscape of seven, eight, nine wins. And I listen, I'm not going to argue with them for this franchise that has been basically allergic to postseason play. I'm sure that's appetizing. That the, is not what Cardinal fans want to hear, though. The NFC sucks. It's real bad. So bad. Like the Cardinals are a top five team in the NFC right now as we stand without doing any other moves. I don't Tell know. me I'm wrong. I think there's I think they're the the sixth or seventh seed at best. But um, they're a playoff team. No one is going to de- today is going to pick them above Seattle and San Francisco in their own division. And Seattle, Seattle? has certainly a quarterback. Seattle with no quarterback. You knew Seattle, what I really? meant to say. L.A. and San Francisco with their state of the quarterback. San Francisco doesn't even have a quarterback. Didn't matter last year. They were in the NFC title game. They had oh a horrible quarterback playing. Were in the NFC title game. Just and wait. The Cardinals. Till- Till freaking Trey Lance throw, overthrows freaking uh, Debo on a freaking five-yard screen. I want Trey Lance to be Jordan Love 2.0. I just, like, they, the, the Niners have what the Cardinals don't have. They have a loaded roster everywhere but quarterback. The Cardinals have a quarterback, How? and they got some they got some question marks all over. I mean, the, the Niners have a, a, a probably a top-five roster. In the what happened to... What happened to all these people out here that were like, well, you know, it was Cliff and Kyler's first year and you got, you know, it's growth and they're going to learn from that experience. Like, does that not apply to the entire team? Like, no, it doesn't. Well, it, I don't <laughs> apply to that. I, I think you can make an argument right now. Some people could be worse next year. Justin Pugh's a year older. Rodney Hudson's a year older. DJ Humphreys was bad last year. Okay, but I want to but, be, but, but, be positive. But, okay. but if you're going to do that, then you got to say there's going to be some dudes that are going to be better. You know what I mean? Like uh, Marco Wilson, uh, Rondell Moore, Kyler is probably gonna be better. Like you can't, you can't have it both ways. You can't say everybody's gonna suck and everybody's gonna, you know, come back to the mean, or everybody's gonna be freaking phenomenal. Like there's a nice, healthy balance of both. I'm, I'm very usually very positive, and I, <laughs> I, I, I have said, man. I was. This is why I think I'm just. I'm hurt. Hurt people hurt people. And I'm hurting myself. (laughs) I was ready for Steve Kime to dominate March and to get this fan base re-energized after wetting the bed in the finale. We haven't gotten new uniforms and we have no new players to talk about. How am I supposed to be energetic about this team? But here's what we do have, Saul. 
when the Cardinals don't give us content, we we match, manufacture our own. And I want to announce tomorrow at 2 p.m. Arizona time, this show will have Kelvin Beecham, right tackle for the Let's Arizona go. Cardinals, will be joining Saul and I live, one of the Cardinals' better players, multi-year vet, former New York Jet, former Pittsburgh Steeler, will be on with us. We're going to ask him about the season. We're going to ask him about Kyler. He's got some stuff he wants to talk about. But tomorrow, set your clocks, 2 p.m. Arizona time. Kelvin Beecham, so I cannot wait. It's going to be pretty dope. It's going to be pretty dope. I hope you ask him uh, why Kime hasn't made any moves in free agency. Okay, he doesn't give a shit about that. All right, college basketball fans, like wait, my friend. Wait, wait, wait. Mr. Before you do that, before you go okay. into the DraftKings read, because I got okay. something to say about that, Bergang Travel. Bring up that 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 list by Bergang Travel. All right, edge players available. Jadavian Clowney, Zadarius Smith, Justin Houston, Jerry Hughes, Melvin Ingram, Derek Barnett, Morgan Fox, Everson Griffin, Mario Addison, uh, Arden Kay, and Jason Pierre-Paul. Out of if you had to pick one of those guys, who would it be, Johnny? I would pro- well easily Zadarius Smith, but they're not interested, so I'm going to remove him. I would probably say of all of those guys, I would pick Derek Barnett because he's the youngest. He was a former first-round pick. Everybody else is old as shit. Everybody else is over thirty, washed. Multiple teams. Zadarius Smith is one A and one B is Derek Barnett. Okay. All what, right. about, what about you? Who would you pick? Um, I would probably agree, or I I might just, you know, since I want to shore up the run, I'd probably go with Jadavian Clowney. It's, as goofy as he might be, um, I think uh, that would probably be the one. Reunite Clowney. From a topic standpoint, I would love to reunite Clowney with Watt for the first time in forever. That would be interesting. Um, I do want to remind everybody, it has been a banner week on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you're not partaking in this action, what are you doing? College basketball fans, Jump into the action right now during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings. Turn your team's biggest victory, especially if you're a U of A fan, into your own big win. New customers can bet just $5 on any team. Don't look at me like that, Emma. And get two teams (laughs) or any team and get $200 in free bets. If they do, it's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. It's called action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win. Get a $200 in free bets if you do. Arizona only 21 and up. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customer only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details. Well, this morning... Uh, the Cardinals at a press conference um, kind of went under the way to radar a little bit. Uh, Colt McCoy spoke to the media um, about why he resigned, his excitement for Arizona, and his relationship with Kyler Murray. Let's hear from Colt. Yeah, we've talked quite a bit. Um, Kyler's great. Um, this this offseason, you know, I think has been uh, a good one for us. Obviously, didn't end the way that we wanted it to last year, um, but a lot of a lot of ways that we can learn from that and hopefully benefit from that as as, as we move forward. I mean, there, there's a lot to learn, a lot of good things that we did last year. So Kyler and I have had lots of uh, really positive conversations. I'm a big Colt McCoy fan. Um, I'm glad that they got this done. I don't I don't like that it was a week one re-signing because, I mean, like, come on, guys. But I, I do think that year two, Colt McCoy with Kyler Murray, 
you know, is the men mentor relationship overblown with he and Kyler, or do you think that that's like an important factor for Kyler Murray's development? No, I think it's I think it's important. I think it's always important for for the starting quarterback to have a, a good sounding board behind him. Um, that is not a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Colt McCoy, you know, in his 13th year now, um, he 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 provides that stability. Um, and you know, he's performed in the NFL. He hasn't been trash. Um, yeah. he's, he's had some good games and some good seasons. And so um, I think when you have a backup like that, it, it, it means a lot. It means like, hey, you know, if, if all hell breaks loose, you know, Colt showed that he could win on the road multiple times this season, played very solid, played very well, showed Kyler like, hey, you know, like if you do it, if you operate in this kind of context um, and and surely Kyler can because he has all the tools and then some, um, you know, you can take care of business and win games in this league. And, well, and so I think that helps Kyler Murray, you know, not have to force as much moving forward from time to time and try to rely on his legs or or do things that maybe he's not capable of. Just take what the defense has given you and go from there. Yeah, I think Colt presents a, a non-threatening, very calming influence. Both were incredibly high performers in the Big 12, both won Heisman trophies. And Colt McCoy went on the road last year, beat two division rivals, including the Seattle Seahawks on the road. And so if you follow the rumor mill, it looks like the aforementioned Seahawks are looking to be the, the lone team left in the Baker Mayfield sweepstakes after, of course, the Browns acquired yes. Deshaun Watson. Excellent. And I put out a tweet earlier today. Uh, the Cardinals are actually 2-0 and against Baker Mayfield with a combined score of 75-38. to 38. How fun would it be to have Kyler versus Baker twice a year? Uh, it'd be fun for us. It'd be terrible yeah. for Seattle. Because <laughs> Baker Mayfield is, yeah, yeah, he would get eaten alive in this division. Yeah, if he, he thinks would. the AFC North is tough, uh, he would get eaten alive. Well, we're happy for Colt. We're happy he's back here. He did mention in his press conference, you know, he and his family have have never been more comfortable. They love it here in Arizona. So good on you, Cardinal fans, making him feel comfortable. For me, I feel comfortable when I'm taking Athletic Greens. Now, our next partner is a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because. I wanted a better gut health. I wanted more energy as I ramp up to do these shows with literally no news to talk about. But in all seriousness, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality minerals, vitamins, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, all that good stuff. Uh, It's a no-brainer to use Athletic Greens. It supports better sleep quality, recovery, has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash cardinals. That's athleticgreens.com slash cardinals and take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional assurance. I, I, I just envision you popping uh, popping open your athletic greens and drinking it and and like running around the house flexing and i hear the popeye theme song in the background i don't have little man syndrome i know a lot of people probably think i do and i've got people right now during the show i think giselle in the on twitter saying i'm too negative so i will i will try to take it down a notch but i also i take a pulse of the fan base the pulse of the people johnny people and uh, I want to make sure that, you know, we're being objective. We all we're always say we're, we're here to be objective. This is not we love the team site, what they do. This is not the team site. And I will call out the Cardinals on their lack of sense of urgency. Um, 
And again, you can check that out at gophnx.com where I broke it all down. Uh, membership, 50 cents for the first month, $8.99 for the subsequent months. Jose is saying Arizona is being blackballed. So do you get a sense that maybe free agents don't want to be signed by the Cardinals? Like this is a toxic environment? Or is it just simply the Cardinals just don't want to spend money? Because I've always been of the mindset, if if, if somebody gave me a check, if I'm a player, I don't care where I play for the most part. If you're giving yeah, me the no, most I money. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I don't. What would the reasoning be behind being blackballed? Like who who's blackballing the Cardinals? Do you, do you think the NFL's like we cannot have the Arizona Cardinals be successful? Like I, I don't. I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm just uh, I don't see the logic there. What's what? What would what purpose would there be to blackballing of all organizations the Arizona Cardinals? If I was gonna blackball an organization, it would probably be the Cleveland Browns right now <laughs> or or uh, something, some train wreck like the Jacksonville Jaguars after them attempting to hire or hiring Urban Meyer and that disaster. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't I, I don't see that. Uh, good questions in the chat. A lot of people saw just coming to the conclusion that they feel like to some extent, Kime getting his extension basically allowed him to sit back, put his feet up. That's I, not happening. That's a lot of Johnny. They have listen, not. They're the only listen, team in the NFL to listen, not listen, sign a listen, listen, Johnny. If I if I said, hey, Johnny, you know what? I, I love the job that you're doing, and I want to give you X amount of dollars more. Do okay. you feel like if I give you that money, you're going to be like, okay, I'm I'm good, hundred percent. I'm ready or to do that. Right? Are you going to feel like okay? I need to work harder to prove my contract. Hmm. No, What's the I would normal? definitely, work, hard. I would definitely the, work harder. There you go. That's the normal intuition, right? Is like, okay, I don't want to be a fraud because I just got this nice pay increase and this title bump or whatever. Like, and I and, and Kime's no different. Like, and I'm not a Kime stan. Like, I'm not. Right. Like, <laughs> apparently I am on this show, but I promise you I'm not. I just think that they have a plan and they're sticking to it. And what do you I actually, think their plan is right now? I think if their I plan feel- is to wait the market out until they can get some really, really good high value deals is what I feel like. One I feel like they, they're being cost conscious because they are going to free up quite a bit of salary cap space next season. And I feel like they don't want to sacrifice that for this season. I really believe that. So I don't think anybody's getting more than a one year deal from here on out. Yes. The later you go in free agency, the multi-year deals, they dry up. Jeff Gladney, by the way, so we got to confirm this morning from Over the Cap, who do a phenomenal job. His contract, two-year deal, $6.5 million total. This year, he's on the hooks for $2.5 million. Next year, $4 million. So, again, if you're if you're into that, I, and a guy who's going to be a top three corner for you, that's that's decent. But you mentioned next year. so That's good value. Up, that's good that value. Is. And they're going to play him a lot, for better or worse. What I will say is, and you use the nail on the head, next year, no J.J. Watt, presumably. Right now, no DJ Humphreys is under contract. Here are your big cap hits for next year. Also, no Kyler Murray. We know that's not going to be the case. So it'll be Kyler. It's some huge cap number, whether it's the franchise tag or otherwise. This is 2023. This is DeAndre Hopkins. Cap number is $30 million next year. Buddha's at 16. Rodney Hudson's at 11. Uh, Zach Ertz is at 12. James Connors at 10. Those are your big ones. And then everything else is single digits. So I think for a lot of fans, it's like, okay, they're probably going to resign DJ Humphreys. Clearly, Kyler's going to get generational wealth. Good for him. He deserves it. We're, we're very pro Kyler on this podcast. But it's like, why can't you be aggressive with some of these moves? Because you're you're losing a lot of where your cap stringent this year. Like, I just I feel like you can allocate funds to future years and not be cap strapped this year. 
aren't you trying to win now? Aren't you trying to put the best team? Like, no one's going to take this team seriously, I don't think, unless they invest more. Do you feel like, okay, I know we're like the sky is falling, but if tomorrow the Cardinals said we just we just signed Kyler to an extension, you know, four or five years, $40, 50000000 million a year, whatever, yeah. um, does that change things in your mind? It does because I think it showcases a unified front. Until that's done, I mean, so you it, have to be so if it happens, easy about everything. If it happens, what I'm saying is if it happens – then you understand why they've been kind of quiet and free agency. No, to this because point. You, you ought to be able to multitask when that when that happens. You ought to be able to say, okay, we have a number in mind with Kyler. It's not going to prohibit us from doing anything else as it relates to net. Like if if you can't work out with Mr. Kevin Burkhart, who's like public enemy number one on Twitter, by the way, a contract for Kyler, and then also do your job as a scouting department and a and a, a front office bringing in free agents and trying to get other pieces to your team. It's a 53 man roster for a reason. And they literally, they have had, we get what the beauty of 2022 in the NFL is we get everything. We get reports, we get visits. It's awesome. So we know that the Cardinals haven't met with anybody else. We know that Jeff Gladney is the only person really that's been to the facility. They have to, they have to announce that. So, I mean, until that happens, we just have to assume that they are not interested in anybody. I, to, to me, the, it is the most ignorant thing for to lie to a fan base because Kime and Cliff at the combine said they're going to remain aggressive. I asked Steve Kime, you, you anticipate training picks again? Are you going to re- you know focus more on the gra- draft? He's like, I'm always going to be aggressive. He didn't. He doesn't want to trade pick 23 clearly. But like I left that press conference that day thinking, well, he could he could trade his second or third round pick just like he has the last couple of years. And then the elephant in the room is always. This is the last year, and we just talked about it, that Kyler Murray is not making top five to seven quarterback money. So if you're if you're not taking advantage this year, and this is going to be a lost season in the not you know on the field, but in the sense that you're not getting aggressive, what is the point of having a rookie quarterback? I'm laughing at the Niners who can't offload Jimmy G. That's what's prohibiting them from spending. But the Cardinals don't have an excuse. Kyler Murray. Is on the, you know what his cap hit is, Saul, next season? Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray is making $11 million. $11 million of a cap that's $208 million. Now, I'm not a mathematician. That's a very small, that's a, that's a single digit percent of the entire cap. Yeah. I, again, I just think the Cardinals are content where they're at. I really do. Whether you like it or not, it's, I feel like that's where, where they think they are. I feel like they're going to make a few moves to kind of shore up some things but it's going to be probably like aj green-esque uh signings where it's you know it's nice but it's not nothing that really moves the needle too much and that's the deal like you're gonna the the pick that they have in the first round and we all know how treacherous that has been for steve kime um is going to come with tremendous importance whether that be an edge rusher or at the wide receiver position like that's just something that we know is going to happen now um, because I don't see a signing that is going to be like so damn like, ooh, there we go. You know, like I just don't see that at all. Which is we were robbed um, of that this but, off season. I, I but that I doesn't like mean we like listen, one of the kind nobody saw D Hop getting traded for freaking David Johnson in a bag of chips, right? That's nobody true. saw that coming. Nobody saw JJ Watt coming. So we can't we can't also say that they're being inactive just because it hasn't happened yet like i guarantee you things are happening behind the scenes whether they come to fruition or not who knows 
I would say if they're going to make a move of note, uh, I think that they probably like the depth at guard. Last summer, they signed a veteran guard. His name escapes me. You guys in the chat probably remember he retired before the season got cut. Um, they will bring in veteran competition, I would imagine, with with Justin Murray and Josh Jones. Um, you know, couldn't, they could conceivably still take a guard at 23. But of all the positions, Saul, and defensive tackle, the to, to me, of all the positions, like one-year deals with a DT and a right guard seem the most plausible. Brian Winters, thank you, Aaron. Um, receiver, this market is skewed by Christian Kirks of the world, all, all this other extension, yeah. you know. You got to let the market I, come back down. I don't think yeah. that they're – and I will give Kime credit. I don't have the appetite for any of these receiver contracts, period, point blank. It's a weapons league now in 2022. Like, unless you're the Packers who are turning into like the New York Giants with Aaron Rodgers and poverty franchise in 2022, like you sign receivers, you, you pay big money for big time playmakers. That's how you win championships. To me, again, it just comes back down to had they just gotten somebody like Hassan Reddick in the first couple days. Everything everybody would have been able just to take a breath and say, okay, one last thing to worry about. Pressure wins in the NFL. That that hole left by and it's their own fault, Saul. They had no contingency plan really for Chandler Jones. You can argue, well, Christian Kirk's going to be replaced by Rondell Moore. And you could argue they've got some internal guys that started at right guard. They'll be okay. And they they've wanted to take defensive tackles. The board hasn't fell and they signed Watt last year. They have not invested enough at, at outside linebacker. They just haven't, and it's bit them in the ass. It has. They need to get – they haven't invested enough in outside linebacker, yes. Um, and in the draft, though, this year, there are some good options. It's there. loaded, yeah. So, I again, like, you got to kind of do a cost – you know, a, 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 a cost analysis in verse, mm -hmm. you know, what are you going to get for the dollar? And can you save that kind of money if you feel like you're going to get equal or slightly lesser productivity from a rookie? And I think this year's class, you could make that argument that, you know, you can find a rookie that can make up a little bit of the difference that you lost with Chandler Jones and develop for the future. Or you can find a rookie that could be equally as productive as a Jadavian Clowney. I think you can make that argument. And so... And same thing at wide receiver. Christian Kirk never got over a thousand yards the entire time he was here. If you got Chris Olave in at the twenty third pick and he produces eight hundred yards, guess what? You just replaced Christian Kirk and you saved yourself about fifty five, sixty million dollars. You will never hear me defend uh, the Christian Kirk contract, and you will never hear me bang the drum. I got fooled four straight years by Kirk's production and, and potential, and, and it never transpired into anything more than a, th a third receiver. Uh, I really want to get to this question from Cardinals Update because I didn't have a chance to talk to you about this last week. Before before I do, I want to remind everybody, children five and older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID-19. The COVID-19 vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or even dying from the disease. It's safe, secure, free, and highly effective. And vaccines are available throughout Arizona. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location nearest to you. So Saul... The Deshaun Watson deal, <clears throat> I'm sure you saw this, $230 guaranteed, all guaranteed, $230 million guaranteed. Are the Cardinals? That's a great deal. $230. <laughs> I take a flyer on Deshaun Watson, too. <laughs> Are the Cardinals playing with fire by not getting this Murray contract done with all these other quarterback signing extensions? Uh, yes. Yeah, we, we knew that. I mean, listen, the Deshaun Watson deal is so beyond absurd, it's not even funny. It really is not. It's... 
You're not a fan of it. It's borderline malpractice Mm -hmm. is what it is. Like you just gave this guy who hasn't played in over a year, um, 230 fully guaranteed dollars, a million dollars and acted like there was nothing, there's nothing to see here. He's just a good old dude. Like what? And by doing that, they have completely effed the rest of the league. Yeah. They absolutely did. Like, I just, I could only imagine owners right now after they saw that just want to call the Browns up and be like, what the fuck are you doing right now? Like, what? Do you you think the Browns felt like they had to do that because they were not being taken seriously by Watson's people and they are desperate and they're the Browns historically and they said the only way we're going to get this guy to commit is we have to pay him all his money guaranteed? Uh, Probably because nobody nobody wants to live in Cleveland. Like, Cleveland's one of the worst cities in the country. Like, it really is. It's, like, so awful. It's bombed out and it's depleted. It's trash yeah so yeah you got to come strong because you're basically living in a dumpster the entire time like you got to come hard i think the car is that that too harsh for cleveland no too harsh about right yeah i mean the river's like on fire like half the year isn't it like or i felt like i feel like you can set the river i was shocked when he agreed to go there and then i saw that and i said oh that makes all the sense in the world number one he deshaun whether you like him or you hate him or you, you you're into this whole thing Deshaun in his mind feels like he didn't do anything wrong. And so I'm sure he felt like these other teams like Atlanta and Carolina were like New Orleans. Why am I, why am I risking my money? Who's going to pay me? It's all about always about the money. So, and I am sure Kyle Murray thinks then says, well, I'm certainly, and we don't know Kyler's, you know, situation off the field. I'm sure, certainly Kyler's probably thinks uh, I'm a better dude. Don, Don, the Cleveland Browns have zero rings too. Yay. They do, but They've also been very active in free. I, I'd, hey, I'll tell you this right now. Uh, if we want to compare Cleveland to the Cardinals, um, I'd much rather be the Cardinals and and Kyler Murray than the Browns with Deshaun Watson. Um, I feel like that's a reflection on um, their organization, and it's not Correct. a good one. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I know – I know he was. Uh, there was not enough evidence to to you know go after him in a grand jury, and that's fine. Um, that doesn't mean he was innocent, uh, you know. And there's some civil lawsuits that are going to be carried out. And and hey, that it is what it is, right? I I, I said this before. Like I'm only going to judge based on what the what the details are. The Cleveland Browns did that, but then they kind of insulted everybody by putting out that whack ass statement about we you know we feel comfortable with this process and we I bet you did homework I bet you feel comfortable with that fuck out of here don't come at me with that bullshit like there's no way 22 people can be wrong you know or if it was just you know what anyway you know where I'm getting at I just um careless and there's also keeping on the football side of the same things people feel like he's going to get suspended for numerous games next season he's going to be learning a new scheme they're in a very competitive division like if you told me the Browns didn't make the playoffs next year, I would 100% believe it. They loaded AFC. Uh, I think that, I mean, that's why this is a long-term play for them. Watson, who had, has had injuries. Watson, who was not perfect. They were 4-12 and 12 his last season in Houston. So I feel like he, in terms of being, a, you know, a, an NFL quarterback, he's in that mix with Kyler. He's probably, he's accomplished more than Kyler has. But I also feel like he's, he came out, he's a little older. Um he, he's in Kyler's tier of, of a quarterback, in my opinion, in the NFL. But Kyler does not give you nearly as many concerns at all off the field. I mean, we 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 had that whole saga with Kyler Murray in February over 
a, a lot of dumb stuff. And yes, Kyler's brought some of this onto himself, but I mean, he's the best quarterback this franchise has ever drafted and developed. The yeah, fact that he's yeah. not signed right now, I, it's unbelievable. I, I, the NFL is kind of a soulless um, entity in itself, right? They yes. only care about on-field uh, results, and the Deshaun Watson saga has kind of proven that. You should, mm-hmm. you see David and Jabo uh, yet uh, at his pro day blow out his Achilles. And, um, you know, my guy Bucky Brooks tweeted out, look at this. Like, look at this guy. He's on the ground, and the they don't even give a shit. Nobody in around the, him gives a belt. They're Get like, the next hey, out next here. drill. They pick up the ball, and they just walk, and my guy's got a ruptured Achilles right there in front of everybody holding on his leg, and, like, nobody cared. Nobody cared. It was just like, it's a meat market. That's what it, it is. is. It's a meat market. They don't care about you. They just want results on the field. And then as soon as they can't get that, they're going to get rid of you. That's why guys need to get their money. Um, and that's that. And that's just, it's a sad, it's a sad state right there. Good reminder to everybody that if and when Kyler Murray's extended his cap hit this year will likely go down from 11 million to six or 7 million. So they will, they will save this year as a result. And they've saved. And I want to remind everybody that tomorrow, we have a very special guest, Kelvin Beecham, right tackle for the Arizona Cardinals, will be joining us live at 2 p.m., so a couple hours earlier than our normal start time at 4. 2 p.m., Kelvin Beecham, right tackle, here with Saul Bookman and I. We're going to ask him about anything. We're going to give him you know, the skinny on what we're doing here at PHNX, what he's got going on, stuff that he wants to promote. Beecham is one of the most well-respected players. He's close friends with Cardinal legend Larry Fitzgerald, so we're going to ask him about Anything. Nothing's off topic. Kelvin's a great guy, and we can't wait to welcome him. Mr. Bookman, any final thoughts? I'm psyched that you're back. I'm psyched for your for your Arizona Wildcats. Saul's going to be dipping out to San Antonio this weekend to keep the party moving with Mr. Iron Mike Luke of PHNX Wildcats. I'm glad somebody's got something to celebrate. Uh, well, uh, Iron Mike Luke, unfortunately, will not be making the trip to San Antonio oh, no. this week. He's got he's got to take care of his dog Bruno, who's having oh, some health yeah. issues, and so uh, he's uh, he's going to take the week off. Um, he's still going to do post games, but I'll be on the road with uh, Michaela Perkins, and she's going to be doing some social for us. And cool. um, we're converting her over to Wildcat fandom, which is fantastic. Um, and uh, the more the merrier, because we all like to bear down, and we all like to have a good time. Uh, so yeah, I will be. I won't be here Wednesday through Friday, but I do want to say this: we have two things, and I have teased this for multiple weeks now. Finally, on Friday. We will announce what the what the what the big news is, and we actually have two things that we are announcing on Friday. Two, and it's gonna major be major awesome game changers for this show for the betterment of this show. Uh, I can't wait! I'm so excited. Um, Phoenix Suns twenty two says forks up. Well, they're forks down for bear a down, weeks baby. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Leah. Producer Leah and I have great taste. We are Wildcats through and through. Uh, and yeah, you can forks up are all great. You can, you can use your forks up when you go eat dinner tonight. Cause that's the only place ASU is doing anything at. God bless you all. Uh, <laughs> be sure to like subscribe, leave us a five-star review anywhere. You get your podcast. One of these days, family, my PHNX Cardinals fandom, we will be able to talk about breaking news on the show. Oh my God. So, Cardinals, please make a signing. So I can, I, I can make sure that Johnny is not depressed anymore. He is crying every single day. He's so, so sad that nothing is happening. Please make my, a move Cardinals, please. Let me, let me tell you about my commitment to this show and this brand. My, we had a bounce house all weekend for my son's seventh birthday. I was on call on Twitter, ready to abandon ship 
to come in here and do a live remote show. Um, some would say for my own mental health, but I you, did not, not happen. Gonna, no, 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 you're not going to skate out on that one. Listen, I've been to a seven-year-old birthday party. I would leave if they just asked me to go get milk from a store 200 miles away in a salt. drop of a hat. Ago. Oh, my gosh. It's like the worst experience of my life. No way. Everybody go. Done. Yeah, Got to go. <laughs> Everybody in the chat, go do me a favor. Go subscribe wherever you get your podcast. PHNX Cardinals, we're back tomorrow. Kelvin Beach in 2 p.m. See you there.